Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher. Uh, we're back and we're joined by, we've got a full house. We're joined by the freight train, Kieran Haddon. Good evening. Hip hat. Uh, the housewife's favourite, Lou McCaffrey. I'm back. So happy to be back. Handsome as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some man. That, that, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I was just backing up. Handsome as always, and I get you sit next to him. Well, Kieran uh, gave you a, a, a complimentary haircut chat. So earlier on, compliment. No, you made it sound like he cutted my hair for free. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Kieran gave Sarmani a complimentary haircut comment. Thank how's, you. How's that? How's it? How's it going, Sarmani? So far, all good, smooth around the sides. Not no tickling around the ears. Is that um, a metaphor for the season, or is that your haircut? Anyway, moving on. Uh, Harji, good to see you. Good evening. Um, this is your second of the season. Keep it up. Is, yeah, yeah, good. Um, good stuff. Uh, don't have a joke for you there. Don't have any comment to make. You're, You're looking, looking very handsome yourself. Trimmed the beard, I see. Yeah, beardless. Um, lack of beard. Why did you do that? I mean, I noticed on uh, the uh, world infamous WhatsApp group for the Cynics, Boom. I think it was Christian. Was it Christian? That called him out on it, said, what the hell's that, or something like that. Well, and I it's th- almost like you've went, oh no, I'm going to have a wee trim now. Uh, firstly, I bow to no man, especially Christian Wolf. Oh, okay, um, okay. Christian Wolf can suck it, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, no, what it was, I... I'd li- it was l- probably the longest my beard's ever been, and I just thought it was it just looked a bit. Yeah. So I had to be shave. It's that simple. It That's great. it. Okay. Well, it did look great. I was a massive fan. Oh shit! Now you tell me. <laughs> God, I, I made a Twitter account for it. I don't know if you followed it. Uh, yeah, that and Ronaldo's balls or whatever that one was. Uh, okay, so we are we're into the season. Throughout the season, we're going to change a little bit of the format. We're going to talk more about European football overall. So we're going to touch on uh, the English Premier League, uh, Serie A, um, and various other kind of news points, especially maybe the Champions League going forward. However, there's not a lot happening because the season hasn't started, but it has started for Celtic. So we're going to cover Celtic probably for the next couple of weeks anyway. But we'll give updates on, you know, kind of big moves and what our thoughts and opinions are on the kind of... Is there any... Samani, quickly, is there any CDA moves that have impressed you or disgusted you? Disgusted me. Pjanic, Benatia. These these, these, these sounds like terrific players. Who have they signed for, out of curiosity? Higuain. Is that... I don't think that's official, is it? Talking about 95 million euros. Which means they're pretty much going to sell Pogba, doesn't it? 95 million euros for Higuain. He's, he's doing a funny face. We should be periscoping that, Louis. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, it just shows you how it's just a a monopoly just now in Italy. I mean, Juventus they've strengthened an already competent side. Um, Actually, the, the disgust on your face as you yeah. say that. You would uh, watch a league where there's just one team running away with it every year. There's a monopoly. In every, there is a monopoly in every league, though. To be fair, let's no, be there's not. Okay, so name a league that doesn't have a monopoly in the top five. France have a one. monopoly in the top five. Aye, a monopoly. Game of life. Right, listen. Scrabble. Listen, <laughs> listen. It's boring. It's boring. Right, you can't It's boring. Right, it's boring. I All preferred right. that when Juve were finishing seventh and all that. Right, okay, so basically what we've learned from this is that you don't like Juventus, okay? Pretty much, yeah. New, new information. Uh, okay, so there was a game last week that we all kind of don't want to talk about. Uh, Celtic, let's be honest, bowed down to their worst defeat, worst defeat in our history. Um, I've seen both sides of it. I've seen people go, you know, calm down, you know, let's not go over the top here. It's just one defeat. We'll 
defeat them in the second leg. I've also heard people go the other way. It's, you know, the end of the world. It's the apocalypse. Uh, Louis McCaffrey, how important was that defeat in terms of... We'll talk about the actual performance, but the actual defeat itself, thoughts? Uh, it was a tough. It was a tough one to take. Um, it's not how any of us envisaged the season getting underway, or Brendan Rodgers um, kind of starting his reign as Celtic manager. You would have thought that the players. I mean, everything from pre-season has seemed to be very positive, as it is in pre-season. Um, even if you have a bad game or a bad performance, it's just down to while we're just here to get fitness, which is fair enough. But it seems to have been positive. He seems to have been very happy with the way the players are taking to his approach. And yet in that game, it was very much laid out for everybody to see the deficiencies that Dyla had to deal with with the group as a whole and individuals so it was it was pretty horrendous things like you know blaming the, the how how hot it was and things like that they can't that's daft because they were in Slovenia and they were dealing with temperatures in the 30s so that that wasn't really anything to do with it the pitch however the pitch wasn't wasn't very good. They looked as if at times I thought the players looked as if they were on on skates. They were they were struggling, but quality should be able able to kind of overcome that, and it and it didn't. Let me bring Kieran in there. Kieran, uh, Louis mentioned uh, the conditions. Uh, how much do you think the conditions actually played into it? <clears throat> Maybe not so much the temperatures because it didn't it didn't look kind of overly exhausted because I was hearing a bit like. The Hearts players, when they were playing their game, they were kind of physically sick after the game was finished. Um, the players were still able to move and they still had uh, pace and fitness in the last 90, towards the 90 minutes, but I think the pitch did. I know it was a 3G, but to be honest, it looks like it was a worse 3G than we have here. Like You've got your Kamarnocks and your Hamiltons. They've got a, that looked like a better quality. Um, I mean, this is a pitch that they play the way the Gibraltar League works. Is they play their five games over the weekend. So they all, all, get, all five games are played in that one pitch. So let's get five. Let's get five games at the weekends, and then obviously they're trained throughout the week as well. So it's a heavily, heavily used uh, pitch. Um, it wasn't watered either. You can see that as well. Yeah. So the ball was bouncing really badly as well. So, but taking that into consideration, like Louis says, quality should still outweigh it. Absolutely, um, we should have we should have beaten them. We had pretty much more. I mean, about seventy five percent ball possession. Yeah. The the problem was with that we weren't creating enough chances. We created a couple of chances. But, I mean, you look at the Hamilton game, when we won 8-1, I mean, would we create 30 chances yeah. with a higher possession? We just weren't creating a lot of chances in the last third, and I think that's the one thing that let us down yeah. against them, was not creating enough chances to give our chance, chance of getting a goal. Chris Armani, mm-hmm. uh, talking, <laughs> what the fuck was that? Um, player performance, individual player, and I'll come to you as well, Hardy. Um, what are your thoughts on players' performance? As Kieran says, we didn't create enough chances, mm-hmm. but I mean Griffiths had the one where they hit the bar. Um I think there was another one that maybe he had as well. I'm not I'm not, you know, um highlighting Griffiths as being one of the worst players because he wasn't. He was played out of position as well. Uh player a couple of players who let you down. No, in fact, you know what, we'll start a couple of players who you maybe thought would get pass marks. If anyone. Um I think we're really struggling here to, to name anybody who who Sean? I thought Armstrong when he came on. Who? Armstrong. All right, cool. And Shifty, but that is a sign of how bad we were. Shifty, 
Shifty came on and proved that he's never going to be good enough because. He but missed, he missed two guilt. He, he missed two really really clear chances that he, that he, you know he should have put away. And to me that says, look, we can't rely on you when the chips are down. However, he performed much better than uh, any of the other um, front players um, last week. Focusing on the, the positives is a bit difficult because there I, wasn't I, you many. know how I chose you to focus on the positives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I mean, even guys who you know had a, had a great season last uh, last year. I mean, Tierney Tierney was terrible. Yeah, um, he was. It was. It, it whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, We're all we're all massive fans of young Tierney, but and he looked he looked good. Uh, against Wolfsburg, actually, yeah, no, it's just a friendly. Of course, he did. But uh, in terms of in terms of the the first leg, it really was poor. The the two players that stick out for me, and I think we've been hammering them for weeks and, and for a long time now, is uh, Beaton and Brown. Brown, especially, he's supposed to be our main player. He's supposed to be our captain. He's our highest earner. You know, and Effie get dogs abuse. You know, for doing what Effie does. <laughs> but the amount of times they lost possession and you know and let them run, I mean these guys are like Gibraltarian electricians. Do you know what I mean? There's there's no way we should have been anything other than a comfortable victory, even at this stage of the season. They were they were giving the ball away in midfield and allowing them to run on the FA, and that's just asking for trouble. Any of us running at FA would cause them problems. That's uh, how bad he is. Hard G, thoughts on that? Is there any other players that you like to kind of highlight to? Positively or negatively. Yeah, and just to say that Effie seemed to be getting the brunt of it straight after the game because he was at fault, you would imagine, for the, the goal. I think the pitch played a massive part in it. Um, you were do, do you think Gordon was at fault? It, it, Gordon goes down too early. That's that, that, that's something that I've noticed about him. He committed himself too early and, you know, and... It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a... Your electrician yeah. just dinked it over him. <laughs> you know, he's got the... But that's, that's a keeper type thing. Quite a lot of keepers do go down there. I think Boric was only the one that I can remember that stayed up as late Foster as they could. Up. Foster, Foster stayed, stayed up, stayed up, up as late as well. But um, I'm, I don't think the pitch was watered before the game. Right. Just the way it was Can't sticking. Um, but saying that, Brown and Bitton in midfield were taking far, far too long to, to move it. We seemed to be passing it from side to side, trying to create space. But there was no one... And the the wee number ten role, you would think Rogic would be playing. There was nobody. Kieran's famous favourite Rogic. Rogic, um, he was anonymous. Aye, he was absolutely anonymous. He, I and mean, I think that's something that we highlighted. That about, again, a great player with great potential who will become good hopefully. But can we rely on on him at this point? Well, what we'd said previously. Well, I don't know if it was just me, but no, no. A few years had mentioned about getting a pre-season behind him because the one major flaw in his game is his stamina. But he looks he looks burst. That's what he looked like. I mean, we all know what Rogic can, Rogic can do. He's a, he's technically he's fantastic. He can play great killer passes. He can play he can score important goals. But a lot of the time he looks as if he's blown out his ass. Yeah, absolutely. Um you want any other kind of points? No, just to say that even if Rogic was playing a wee bit better, we weren't trying to get the ball into the B central part as often it was always going wide but the balls out wide weren't good enough even the players playing wide Tierney try to play it forward to Griffiths or Dembele or whoever's up forward these passes were going miles astray it was, I think it was just a really really unfortunate game because it came so early in the, the campaign for us we should have done a lot better 
and we saw a big difference on, on Saturday with yeah, Jake's well, personnel. We'll, we'll get to Saturday because yeah. you, you and yourself and Kieran were there. They, so were you there as well, Chris? Yeah, okay, so we've got three of you. We'll just sit in the corner, Louis. Uh, but Louis, <coughs> with that performance obviously being so bad, do you have any trepidation towards the, the leg on Wednesday? Um, because people are again, you know, we highlighted. I think it was Chris highlighted last week um, the Bowdertron. He said that basically we can't get into an England situation where we completely underestimate the, these guys, and then we go and lose. Now everyone knows Celtic at their best would have wiped the floor with those guys, but they didn't because that's football. Have you got any trepidation coming up for for Wednesday? You know how nervy we are. Because it's not like it's not like it's not like all of a sudden Brent Rodgers has come in and the whole mentality of the squad's changed. If we can see an early goal, uh, you know, could we? And I'm just yeah. scenarios. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't worry too much about it because I think I think it's going to be a proper occasion because they're unveiling the flag before the game. They're talking about a sellout um, as well. Talking about uh, yep, yeah, certainly I think it will be close to it. Um, it's. A European night at Parkhead against a team which are greatly inferior. I think I think we'll dominate that the pitch. I, I mean, you guys were there at the weekend, but from what I've seen, the pitch looks as if it's fantastic, as it should be at this the, you know very first game of the season. It should be perfect. Um, so I think it's going to be a totally different game. They are going. They are obviously going to try and just. Every man behind the ball and ride it out for as much as he can, and you know, I think they'll put us under pressure possibly at set pieces. But I don't, I can't imagine them really having too many chances from open play at Parkhead. But the thing is, we need to we need to make sure that we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. You could the worry for me would be possibly not so much the fans getting getting nervous and, and creating a kind of nervous atmosphere, more about the players trying too hard. You know, we've still got to be pragmatic enough to go. We should win this, but we've got ninety minutes to win it. Yeah. Obviously, everybody's thinking we should we should be able to rattle a good few goals into them. Most important thing is we rattle two into them, we get through. Speaking like a true leader, to be just honest. get through. Just get through the tie, if nothing else. But don't start, you know, going crazy, going over the top with challenges and and putting pressure on ourselves. So, can someone tell that Scott Brown? Need to be sensible. Uh, Kieran, uh, you had to comment. I was going to say that the biggest worry we're going to have is if they do a San Marino and they just absolutely park the bus, which they probably will do. They know themselves they're not going to win in Parkhead, but if they just sit with like a bank of five and a bank of five and just totally dig in. That's going to kill us because we know ourselves and we've chatted this many a time when it comes to teams digging in, we cannot break them down. Yeah. Fair to us, it's, it's teams in the SPL. This is obviously a Gibraltar team. But if you've got bodies and across the, they've crossed the field and this is, there's no space and you can't create push the ball, doesn't matter who you're playing against, you're not going to, you're not going to manage it. Yeah. Um, and I know you're saying about the kind of, I think, I think the fans will get on the, will, they will be that kind of nervous. See the longer it goes after, say, after 20 minutes and there's not a goal see the longer it goes the more anxious the fans will get and get until we get we just need that goal see, they'll see as soon as we get that first goal the I, 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 I fear that that's it done the team picks is going the team picks is going to be so important to yeah. ha- I, know, I know we'll, we'll probably say ours but in terms of how the fans react I think he's <laughs> my god that was close up um, I think he's got to pick the right team see if he plays the likes of Beaton and Brown I think people see them in the team 
and people are going to be well, immediately despondent. Yeah, let me. Was, was Bitter injured at the weekend? Uh, no, he was shite. No, well, I was, I, I was wondering, was he just totally dropped? I think, I think he was just completely oh. dropped. Um, from, I mean, we know the team, what the team that played against Lincoln FC, um, but what we had was the thing that confused me a little bit, and I'm going to bring in Hard G on this. Griffiths out wide. Now that obviously changed for the Wolfsburg game, which we'll talk about in a, mo- in a minute. But Griffiths out wide in your first game of the Champions League. Uh, qualifying with Dembele as pretty much your main striker. Did that confuse or surprise you? I think it confused Griffiths a wee bit more than, than anything. Um, Why put someone out wide when they can't cross? Because there was two situations where he, where he put the ball yeah. by the man, beat him for pace, and his balls in where... And it wasn't his fault, he just can't cross. That and I don't think he linked up very well with Yanko, was it? Yeah, at right Yanko, back. yeah. Um, didn't give a like Yanko a lot of defensive cover either no I feel especially going forward whoever's wide and the left or right they've got to have a great relationship with the, the wing backs going forward um, we saw it a wee bit last season with was it last season season before um, Izagiri and Stokes started to get a nice wee partnership going Armstrong does the it well with Tierney partnership between Stokes and Izagiri I know that Stokey. was a highlight very good. To, to be honest with you, I think we're all pining for that partnership. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm regretting bringing him on. Sorry, go on. But as we've all said, that though is a is, he's a finisher. He's a yeah. clinical finisher. And he needs to be further up the park. I can see him playing in the wide right, where he's going to cut in in his left uh, left foot and take the shot, which he loves doing. Loves driving in at defenders. He's got a wee step over. He'll uh, either cut inside, take it wide, tends to get a shot. Or cuts it back. Hopefully, somebody will get a, a striking target. I can see Dembele playing central himself because we can see players playing off of him a bit better. He seems to hold the ball up a wee bit better. His first touch isn't the best so far, but there is times where players, especially Armstrong, are able to play it into him, get the wee one twos, and then hopefully something develops from that. It just did not happen last week. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know, you make a good point about Griffiths. Griffiths, when he's playing um, as a striker, he will drift. He'll drift out wide. But to tell him to play there, I think, was... What was it, Chris? Do you think it was Rodgers maybe testing the water for maybe dropping Griffiths overall? or No, I... Two things I think from it is one, Dyler didn't make the same mistake. You tend to think Griffiths is quite pacey and you know you'll be able to kinda of cut in and, and, and you know, score and stuff. But and stuff. And stuff. Dyler quickly found out that, that he he doesn't work out he doesn't work out wide. And two, I think it's probably there's a, a part of it that um Rogers doesn't really know the team that well so far. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean it, it before he came he said that he'd seen, you know, some of the players, and obviously he's seen them in training. But that's completely different from, you know, a proper game situation. I reckon that I mean, I'm hopeful that he'll have seen last week that Effie can't be trusted, Griffiths can't play out wide um, of a front three, and that Beaton and Brown don't work together. Um, otherwise, it might be a long season. But that's. That's the feeling I get. I think that he's still learning about the squad and he'll realise that, you know, it's not going to work for Griffiths right now. Yeah, the season's probably going to be about 10 months or something like that. Yeah, it's going to be a long season. Um, Christy, Kieran. Dick. What, Christy or him? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Ah, but unfairly, he, he kind of was quite lost. He, he wasn't quite as influential as we've kind of seen him at times. Um, so I, I don't think uh, I wouldn't use him on Wednesday. Um, but he, he played quite well, quite well on Saturday. So I just I think it might just the fact that everybody else started kind of not playing well, it's kind of seeped into his performance as well, and he's kind of get dragged in and just wasn't able to kind of just cut his own not, not uh, performance. Not, not a lot of experience at this level, no matter whether it's a Champions League, you know, group game or a qualifier, it's still pressure, especially for Celtic. Um, let me ask you all, what have we learned from that, from that game? Have we learned anything? Start Patrick Roberts. Okay, that's one point. Louis, what have you learned from it? The, nothing has changed between Dyer leaving and Rodgers coming in yet. I don't think... If if Rogers was to, you know, we've not had any many changes. So if he was to go with this squad right now, I think we would have a lot of the issues that we had last season. I, I, unless he over a longer t- period of time with his coaching, he can coach those players into better players. That's what you would hope. But it looks f- right now that it's just the exact same team from last year with the same deficiencies. Kieran, what did you learn? One or two things. There's a lot of work still to be done, and there is a fair bit more development needing needing done to these players that Rogers has got to do. But he's got to do it in quite a quick, short time frame because we've got if we get through, we've got this the Mobistar next next round possibly, yeah. and that's a that's going to be a tough ask as well. So he's he's not going obviously not gonna, nothing nothing's going to change between the next week. But it just shows you it's again it's first season. Rogers can I just. Been allowed to come in, but that's not what it was. I don't think that's what he was brought in for. Really. I think he was brought in for kind of instant success as well. Yeah, I actually think that's well. Just before you come in, uh, learn from that game. Um, Brown or Beton, not both. I um, I don't think we could have. Personally, both. I would say Brown and Beton need to leave. I, I actually think that not just that game. I just think, you know, off you pop. They probably do need to leave, but I think we need to be a little pragmatic about it they're no, not going to no, no. I know right okay no, no, okay. no they both need punted but whilst they're both still at the club I'm not I'm not saying don't play them get them you know yeah. punted tomorrow what I'm saying is from a long term perspective they need to both leave they definitely can't play together that's, yes that's see my, my worry is with Rogers is that he's been a wee bit too pragmatic he's trying to be too fair uh, to some players like if he had actually watched games and watched our players, because he must have view- looked at footage of every player. Would you have watched our it- games if you were only a Celtic fan? Of course no, but that's <laughs> not the point. Um, he, he still put in, put F.A. Ambrose in there. And I, I just, I, I cannot, def- I, I don't see how anybody could defend that decision. And see if he plays him again. I mean, he played over the weekend, he came on at the weekend. If he plays him again, we, we need someone... We've got Rogers now, but we need Rogers to be bold and be strong enough to go. No, you're not going to cut it, and you need to go. And I'm worried that he's he's trying to be too fair to everybody and give everybody a chance. When I mean, we know the squad better than Rogers does, obviously. But I want to see somebody go in there and say, no, even if it's a tough decision, you're not good enough. You're not getting to play. And I'm worried that he's maybe not strong enough a character to do that right now. I think he's already made a decision. Um, I'm not going to come to Saturday, but I think Saturday's starting team was the team that will start Wednesday. Which, although unfortunately that means O'Connell would part. Because he'd, he'd Eric and O'Connell starting, then brought on Ayer. Effie came on as the second half team. So you'd look at the first half team, the second half team. The second half teams were more dressed than the squad. Whereas I think the first, the first 11 that came out, 
is going to be his first 11 first of all and I think that's the team that will start on Wednesday and I think he has taken the decision of Effie is not going to start. The, the point I would make about Effie is um, Rogers does have no one to blame but himself and I don't blame Effie Ambrose. Effie Ambrose was just playing his normal game and Effie Ambrose did what Effie Ambrose does. So it's not Effie's fault, um, it's it's Rogers' fault for playing him. Um, and people will turn around and say we didn't have anyone else. We were playing a part-time team. Exactly, so he's always thinking we're playing a part-time team. Effie should still be experienced enough to know how to play the game. <laughs> but clearly, he's found out first-hand. See if you put Effie Ambrose into YouTube, the first thing that comes up is Effie Ambrose mistakes. I mean, if also, Brendan Rodgers doesn't know that, then he needs his head checked. Effie Ambrose Ballon d'Or also comes up, remember? So, um, but with any, he's been happy with McConnell playing. But then, I'm not a big fan of McConnell. No, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, I completely agree, man. I sure reaction was the exact same as Louis. And ultimately, Rodgers needs to absolutely abandon him, right? But if we're talking about Wednesday, right? Do we know if O'Connell's going to be any better than Ambrose? I think Ayer would be a better selection. Well, Ayer, I've got a better feel about Ayer, right? Yeah. But, but I mean, if, they, if they start O'Connell, you don't know. He, he could be shite as well. Um, but you know if he'll be shite. Aye, he can't. He can't take that risk. You're not. He's not a smart individual. If he puts but him in, knowing what he's done, what if O'Connell does the exact same? You know, I, I forgot to say in the WhatsApp during the week. I made to say to Samani and remind him who his uh, selection of the centre half was last week in the pod. Who was it? Eric, I'll tell you what I said because Effie is as bad as he is, right? Stone should have been good enough to hold a clean sheet against that team because because uh, he also said, "Oh, we're going to remind some man about what he said last week." I stand by what I said <laughs> last week. It was an utter ready of a performance. What are you doing? No, I'm just keep going. I'm not doing. He looks as if you're. Sex pesting somebody in the phone or something there. Anyway, no, that was and that was an utter ready, pathetic. I stand by what I say. And Bowd said we shouldn't underestimate teams. No, we shouldn't underestimate teams. You know, <laughs> this was a Sunday pub lunch, <laughs> pub lunch, <laughs> a roast, a, a pub, a pub league team. It was a joke. I mean, Iceland had shown, you know, they qualified. They qualified the top. They'd beat a lot of top international sides. So underestimating them was a bit disrespectful. I mean, come on, this mob. They pl- as you say, they, they play their entire league plays in one pitch during the weekend. It's pathetic, absolutely pathetic. Yeah. I don't know why I went into that rant there and started talking about Sunday pub lunch <laughs> leagues, man. But I'm glad I did. What is your favourite, uh, favourite Sunday pub lunch? <sighs> come back to you. Effie seems to be getting a, a lot of the blame here, but they had about eight or nine shots on our goals. It was a midfield too, I think. It wasn't it all Effie? No. Eric didn't have his best of games. He was meant to be covering Effie. Effie slipped for the, their goal. Like you said, Gordon went down off easy. But Effie, because he has had some clangers in the past, he seems to be getting the most ridicule. And I, I can understand why he would be played. If you see him in training, from what I saw of O'Connell at the weekend, he didn't look as confident in the ball. Ayer took a while to get going. Effie... I would imagine but it's wonderful at training. He's, I think, he's I think the thing is, is his pace. He's got a cheeky smile as well, though. It's because it's because he's got pace at the back, and if you want to push up that far, you've got to have at least one in the centre half for a bit of pace. And Eric's no got it, so you can from, from on paper you can understand, but you watch him. 
I, he needs to go away. He does need to go. I, I'm going to say this now, by the way, right? Um, and I hope I'm wrong. And I'm not. I'm not even going to say anything that controversial. But people have jumped on the Sviachenko bandwagon. Don't go there. Very, very quickly. He should be captain. He should be X. He should be Y. He's a nice guy. He's hip. He's cool. I like him. I want him. I want him to be my pal. Right? What's this? What's going on here? You look like some sort of master villain. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's the look I was going for. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Um, all I'm saying is, uh, let's just see, let Eric Sviachenko go about his business. Okay? I'm not saying he's going to be bad. All I'm saying is, let's just see him go about his business. I Let's see him when he's not trying to do two centre-half jobs at the one time. Exactly. Try to cover for Effie. Shouldn't he need to cover for Effie? Exactly. Well and is he, fit for, <laughs> is he fit for Wednesday? Uh, ah, he's fine. Yeah, he's so fine. Spoke to him at least, fine. All right. Um, spoke to him earlier what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so obviously with the game on, on Tuesday with the game on Saturday against Wolfsburg it was only a friendly but still a higher calibre comp, um, opposition uh, clearly they had something to prove uh, Keen, uh just overall thoughts of the game and then we'll come to it was actually quite a good start I think from the off they kind of showed that they wanted to kind of put in a performance because they were kind of going at them and um, they were creating a couple of chances within about the first 10-15 minutes um, weirdly enough the, I think the second half we stifled and we kind of controlled Wolfsburg better in the first half and yeah that was with the second string so it was um, with surprisingly enough Scott Allen and Henderson as the holding midfielder, the two holding midfielders, um, seemed to play quite well. Um, I think Griffiths and Dembele playing as a two, because it seemed to be a 4-4-2. Um, but again, the only problem is when you do a 4-4-2, you're still going to have Brown and Bitt on. So you've got Brown and Bitt on, you've got Griffiths and Dembele, and you've got this huge big gap, which isn't very helpful. Because um, you need a bit of a link play. So I, I don't, don't know if Griffiths is good enough for dropping in. He likes to be the one running back running after the uh, pass defence and I think Dembele's the same so you can almost get two str- I, mean, I think the two of them are very identical not very identical but they both want to be the very, number very nine similar, very they similar want, they want to be the number nine they want to be the focal point at the top they don't really want to drop in as much Yeah. Um, but I do believe that the, first, the, 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 the team we started I think is a team that will start on uh, Wednesday I think that's why he kind of started that way he thought we'll give them the first 45 minutes let them show me what they can do. Yeah. Um. And they seem they seem to do quite well. Um. Armstrong played well. And one thing I noticed as well was Shifty. He showed more of his hold up play, which we always see Griffiths doesn't have. Yeah. He's he actually he's pretty. He is, he is really strong. He does well holding up the ball. It's just kind of unfortunate. Do you think that that's, with it. that's obviously um, Rogers has been telling him. Rogers has been coaching him to do that. Possibly, but then although there's one thing of holding up, you then got to be able to kind of play it off better than just holding up and then passing to somebody behind you. You can also, with holding up, you want to kind of drag the team with you so that you're kind of being able to create chances off you. Yeah. But nobody was kind of getting around them with that. Uh, thoughts on the game, RG? I think the major difference was Callum McGregor in midfield. Um, he's a lot more dynamic, he keeps the ball moving a lot quicker, he gets up the park a wee bit more than uh, Bitton would do. That allowed Brown to sit back and provide a wee bit of defensive cover. Um, at the start of the game, I was really impressed with Tierney. He roasted their right back at the start. He did a wee drag back and got down the left quite a few times, which was more like him than in the, the first game we saw. Um, Patrick Roberts, again, T skinned. Hello. Oh. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. 
Um, he nutmegged one guy. I think he got body checked out of that one, and he just glided past another two, just in between them, and they were coming over to cover him. It's great to see. It is very reminiscent of Messi at times, the way he just shifts his body weight. Whoa, 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 rain it in. I'm just saying, it's rain it. At times, even I've never compared them to Messi. (laughs) (laughs) That we that we drop of the shoulder, take it inside. That's that's so far. That and I think he's got Adidas boots as well. Um, So we look better from the wide positions. I I didn't get to see the game unfortunately. We look better from the wide positions. And Callum McGregor made a massive difference. Yeah, Callum McGregor seems to be. The one who everyone's highlighted on social media again. I didn't get to see the game. I saw the goals. Uh, so, man, but thoughts just on Saturday. Um, I don't like friendlies. You can't read too much into it. But overall, the the, the display was much improved from the, the first leg. So we we can only take positives from it. But I don't think we can read very much into it. In terms, I just of mean from like tinkling with tinkling. Uh, tinkering with uh, formations and you know yeah I mean it's, I mean th- th- there was a, a few players that, that, that impressed Tierney I thought w- w- was a standout in terms of how he got to the byline he was toasting their full back and stuff like that um, maybe needs to work in his final ball a wee bit more do you know what I mean but that'll come um, it was great to see him especially with how poor he was in the first leg it was great to see that you know it's he, not affected him maybe the way yeah he exactly he's, he's still capable of getting forward um, Ayer, I thought he didn't have the, the greatest of games, if you will, but you can see he's raw and there's a lot of potential there, so that was kind of good to see. Forrest um, is the one that came on and it just said to me, he cemented that the guy's not got a future at the club. Got uh, captain's armband. Was that a wee kind of. Because like, you're leaving. Why did he come on against the Red Imps? See, when he came on against the Red Imps, if you compare how what he did when he came on and what I, I know, I obviously go on about Armstrong, right? But if you compare just in, ter- in terms of hungriness and want to get involved in the game, Armstrong against the Red Imps and Forrest, Armstrong was trying to make something happen. Forrest looked like he didn't give a shit. The problem with Forrest, though, is, I mean, we've been saying this for seasons. Do you know what I mean? We've been saying it for a long, long time. But every manager that's been in has rated him to some degree. I mean, he seems to get... I mean, Lennon Every, rushed him back all the time. Dyla, at times, seemed as if he was trying to let him get fit, but he was keen to play him. And now we've got Rodgers in charge, and he's getting a game, and it's worrying. The, the, the rumour is he's going to Blackburn. The well, rumour is he's, he's off to Blackburn. We're going to use him as part of a deal for Shane Duffy. Well, f- fine. I mean, but... Uh, Owen Coyle's a chump. He'll probably be like, <laughs> take it anyway, do you know what I mean? So. What, what about Henderson? Henderama. Henderama. Yeah, if you okay. want. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Henderson, Henderson to me always looks tidy. Um, but I'm kind of keep expecting him to step to the next level and start taking games with his scruff of the neck. I'm still not 100% convinced on him. I don't think it would be too much of a shame if Henderson went back to Hibs on loan. Maybe not Hibs because I don't think Lennon's the best at developing players. But maybe if he went on loan for another season or six months... He seemed to do a lot better in Rosenberg, didn't he? Yeah, he seemed to do very well because towards the end of his time at Hibs, he wasn't getting a game. No. He was starting, he was coming off the bench a lot mm. of times. And when he was coming off the bench, though, he was changing games and taking the game by the scruff of the neck. He's got a lot of quality, but it's that consistency where you know he's going to affect a game for 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm expecting too much from him too soon, but it's because of the talent that he's got that I'm, I'm hoping that he'll move up a level. It's funny because you mentioned, sorry to, to jump on you there, you mentioned Dembele. We've all mentioned Dembele. I'm sorry. Yeah, we've mentioned Dembele as our kind of 
marquee signing at this point. Um, he's the guy. Only signing. Yeah, um, he's, we're surprised we've got him uh, because there was such high contrast and so, sorry, uh, interest in him. You also mentioned Henderson being young, Tierney being young, Ayer being young. They're all the same age as, or round about the same age as Dembele. My fear is we've brought a boy in who is only 19, who's not maybe had to play the whole consistent, you have to play a consistent high level and you have to win every game. You know, 19, let's, you know, a wee bit of a worry there maybe. Maybe that's the need for, you know, Griffith, we've got Griffiths, we've got Dembele. If we do play two up front, would we need another striker? Well, yes. Well, yes, because we've only got Shifty in reserve and... He's not the, the best. Although there was some bees. He, he did life. say that he was holding the ball up well, so you calling him a liar. Aye, he's holding up, wasn't he? Yeah, enough, from you. <laughs> enough from you. Um, now, just to go back to, to Henderson there, yeah. one of his major uh, assets is his delivery um, from Excellent. corners, um, free kicks, even from open play, can do that. He was in the second. Well, the good thing from Saturday is that we saw that Brendan Rodgers has a plan B, something we never saw with Ronnie Dyla. Um, we had four four two in the first half. Um, so no three at the back, mate. No, <laughs> we had a big argument <laughs> about this. Yeah, and we will continue to have that. I can guarantee you. But going forward, Tierney was pushing up, but Lustig just stayed back in the first half. He didn't try to get forward at all. So how did Lustig look? Uh, handsome as is, is that. Aye. Stunning as always. <laughs> Happy with those answers. Second half, we had a four two three one. But your two holding midfielders were Allen and Henderson. Um, I'm a fan of Allen, but I thought he played quite well. And we had Yanko at left back, who was just rapid up and down that touchline. Allen was laying the ball out to him, so he was getting on to the ball at speed and just roasting their their defenders. So that was an option. Allen was finding space in his own. Henderson, I thought, was pretty quiet from what I saw. Um, but then your forward bunch, you had uh, Christie who's a uh, Rogic and Forrest the attacking three um, mm-hmm. I thought they played quite well I thought Rogic when that game was really tidy with his footwork he has he has got really good kind of um, awareness of getting away from defenders with the ball at his feet um, and can lay off uh, good good chances for, for others so, he does. so I think he is at times quite crucial at number 10 I think out of everyone we've got I think he he's the best in the number 10 role. Um, just to highlight um, what Rogers has been saying recently, um, this is about Chris Commons. Um, don't know, I've not heard much about him. French uh, player, Chris, French player. French player. Um, is that who you're modelling your haircut on today? Yeah. Who, me? I'm not long out of the shower, so think about it. Brendan Rogers said, Chris Commons trained separately to the group. He's a long way and he, it doesn't say here, but I'm pretty sure he emphasises long way off. There's a few O's in long. Yeah. In terms of <laughs> intensity, he has been working behind the scenes on the injury, but in terms of football fitness, he won't be available. And it says dot, dot, dot. And it says, it doesn't say this, but I imagine there would be brackets, there would be emoji of a snigger, and it would say, for a while. <laughs> no, basically what he's saying is um, he's fat and he needs to leave. Let's get rid of him. What are your thoughts? Does Commons have Commons doesn't have a future? We'll all agree on that. No, it's a bit unusual for this podcast, <laughs> you know. Um, but like looking, so I don't know. I just had to bring that in and make, just make a comment. Joso's back. Big Joso's oh, yeah. yeah. back. He's tweeting. Yeah. He's off the plane. Aye. 
see, I, I was I wasn't necessarily convinced that that Twitter account was Jozo, but he tweeted a picture of his um, plane ticket to Glasgow, and it had his name on it. So I assume that is Jozo. The guy who runs that Twitter account. He dropped the plane ticket when he got off the plane. It was, it was just opportunism. No, the big man's back. The saviour's back. He's back. Uh, looking ahead to... We can talk about where we're going in terms of the actual season. But in terms of Saturday... Friday, in terms of Wednesday, massive game. I know mm. we're talking about they are part-time players, they're this or that. But I'm looking for your lineups. Um, I'm looking for... Lineups? Yeah. Stop doing rude things. You're lucky I'm not periscoping that. Um, get, tell me your formation, tell me your lineup, and your reasons why. So what we'll do is we'll go around everybody. Ask, I'll ask your formation first. Harji, formation. Or do you want some time? Um, no, no, no. Good. Just your formation. John Barnes, Christmas tree. Four, two, two, two. Four at the back, but we can push the wing backs forward. Um, two midfield. No, so four, four, two, four, four, two. Right, okay. Because if, if it was four, if you were just going to describe four, two, three, one, you were getting better. <laughs> four, four, two. Chris or Manbot. Four, three, three. Oh, exciting. Louis McCaffrey. Four, three, three. Yeah. Get out. Four, two, three, one. Four, two, three, one. Okay, so Kieran's sticking with the formation we know. Uh, I'm going to start. I'll go back to. Uh, do you know what, Chris? What's your back five in terms of goalkeeper and your? Are we all going to have Gordon? Aye. Yes. Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> right. Who's all going to have a left back? Is, who's it right back? Okay, aye, fair enough. We're all going to have Tierney, right? Tierney. Fair enough. I feel like Kieran's ruining this. He's going to have seen all name your back four. It's called. It's not a collective, I love it. It's called uh, Suspense. Basically, who's going to choose Ayer or O'Connell? Right, okay. So that's that. Ignore him. 50-50. Well, who, Matt? Oh, what are you talking about? Can you know silence right I can't really care, to be honest. Well, suck it. It's going to be lost again, anyway. Who uh, else is going to be? Uh, Chris, who's your back five? Gordon. Thank you. Left back, Kieran Tierney. Thank you very much. <laughs> Controversial. Centre half. First of, Eric Sviachenko. Okay. Gap. <laughs> Mikhail Lustig. Welcome to my world. And who's your right back? No, no, he's my right back. All right, okay, gap, right, okay. And who's in your gap? Who is in your gap? <laughs> Talk who's your all gap. up in my gap? Who would fill that void for you? <laughs> Who'd fill your gap? Shut up. Effie Ambrose Ballon d'Or. Are you shitting me? He's trolling everybody. He's trolling himself, I think, <laughs> at this point now. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Effie, genuinely. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably, I mean, it depends. What you, the, the, I think Rodgers will play him. But... I would probably put Ayer in there. Can you imagine if we had put Ayer or O'Connell in and, and they mess up? Monumental fuck up. But that's the thing that it's dead easy to go if you can't play, but we don't have much of a choice, really. We don't have a huge choice. I mean, a pragmatic situation would be you put Lustig at centre half, but then he hasn't played there very much for us. Yeah. You know, you, you, you assume he would be able to do a job and then you'll get Yanko at right back. But then, defensively, Yanko's not particularly strong either. You'd be assuming that you'd be wanting to be attacking because we're playing, you know, a team called the Imps. Yeah, we're, we're playing eleven a lot of assorted team, taxi drivers here. I'm thinking of, uh, you know, working class jobs that you know that they, they all must do here. Join in, 
I've came up with Sunday roast team. Yeah, there's two I, police I officers. One works in the bar. Came up with a, a taxi driver. One there's, works in a bar. You know, two two police officers and a customs officer. There you go. And the customs officer couldn't get the day off for the game last week, so he had to do his shift then go and play football. Was there not one alleged former drug dealer? Seen that in the papers? Uh, what papers? The digger? Fucking <laughs> 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 hell! One police former officer? alleged drug dealer. <laughs> the police officer that said sure confirmed. Okay, anyway, well, I'm, I'm anyway, there's accusations. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, here, we really shouldn't be concerned, right? Who, who plays it? Because if we can't get past this team, we should chuck it. I mean, I said it last week, and I still, and I, 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 I can't change my mind this week because let's be honest, this is it's basically you know we could be four of that team. That's how pissed they are. And we beat, get beat off them last week. You're actually just digging up feelings here, gal, <laughs> about what happened last week, about how bad a result that was. <laughs> Who'd be the empty Seffy if it was us, us, us five in the team? <laughs> <laughs> points to gal. Point is, point is, I, I'm shite at football, so Manny, but I know that you're shiter. So there you go. I'm not, uh, hey, hey, I'm shite, but I'm not shite as you. <laughs> right, that's all I'm saying. Fair enough. Uh, <coughs> five. Back five? Yeah. Gordon. Uh, Tierney Sviachenko Ayer and Yanko why are you putting in Ayer and do you think it's a bit of a risk putting in two young boys on specifically one side of the, the Ayer and Yanko yeah I don't, I don't consequence free defence I, I think no I think um, I think Ayer everybody says that Ayer's been good with the ball at his feet so I think if I think that could bode well for us because the emphasis has got to be on attacking. Surely it's got to be on attacking players. You'd imagine Tierney and Yanko with the pace that they have, especially Yanko's pace, he should be able to be... I would imagine they'll be very high up in the pitch. And even if the ball comes back to to Eric or Ayer, you want at least one of them to be able to play the ball with his feet and play it back out to release of Tierney and Yanko. So I wouldn't worry about their age. I think it's... As the cliche goes, if they're good enough, they're old enough. But if they, I, mean, I think I agree with that. But still need a bit of experience. I'm not saying I'm just making a point. Kieran, you're you're fucking one or whatever you want to fucking <laughs> ruin everyone's fun by. Uh, Gordon, Tierney, Lustig, Eric, and I'll be different and go with O'Connell. There's three of them. One, all three are choose one of them. So, right. so no, get yourself. I'd go for um, Gordon, Yanko. Effie, Sviachenko and Tierney. You've just said Effie then. I did say <laughs> Effie. And the reason I would say Effie because the only way they did it the first game, the way they tried to get their chances was any time they get the ball in midfield they tried to play in behind their two centre halves. Like you said yourself, Effie has pace and that's the only reason. You're trying to be nice though. You're trying to be nice your and give a chance to redeem fantastic by the way. Your hair's looking lovely. Uh, but thanks. I would still be playing Effie in that that back to because he shouldn't have much if he would get you knocked out of the Champions League he shouldn't I I would get rid of him before the next round but he shouldn't have that much work to do on Wednesday night he didn't have that he didn't have that much work to do (laughs) Tuesday night I'm like what happened but they had they had quite a lot of shots but they shouldn't have Exactly. That's if he get bamboozled. If he got bamboozled by a bouncing ball, it wasn't even an, an opposition player. It, was it wasn't even a bouncy ball. It wasn't even like a small bouncy. I ball know. Couldn't see when I it was know. up there. It's a football. It's stuck in the ground. It didn't bounce not, uh, naturally like you would expect. 
Was this a he I've never seen one before. Are you his agent? Are you trying <laughs> to get him a move? He's a nice guy. Ah, he's got a crack and walk. Anyway, Louis, um, we'll come, we're mixing up some money. I don't care. Yeah. Okay, I'm enjoying the bents. Suck <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, midfield. Mid- midfield three of uh, McGregor. First name in the team sheet. And he's sitting. Uh, or is it a flat mid three, full three? No, okay. If if you were going to have one withdrawn, one further back than than the other two, um, in there I would have Henderson, and then I would have McGregor and Armstrong, uh, and ahead of Henderson. Is that still a fantasy eleven? We're picking. Or one realistic. No, if you were the three. manager on Wednesday, what team would you pick? You know, done this before. <laughs> <laughs> it's called having. Haven't, haven't we been realistically? I don't see what I don't understand. Anderson, McGregor, like, and, and Armstrong are all going to suddenly get chosen. That's ne- you know I, that's never going to happen. I, th- I, I think there's a, I think there's a I think there is genuinely a good chance that Armstrong and McGregor would play. Aye. I I think he'll play Brown though instead yeah, of Henderson. But I wouldn't play him if, yeah. if it's my team. I wouldn't play him. I think he should be sold. Yours is like when you follow up your team and football manager after just getting pumped. You're like, ah, no, you're not playing again. I'll put in all the young all players. All the results. Aye. And then you get pumped even more. And then you see you go crawling to Brown and Bitton and Zuber's on Your midfield? My midfield would be, I'm going 4 4 2, so wide right, I would have Pat. I would have. I love the fact they called him Pat. I suppose the postman always delivers. Oh, that's. King Pat. Um, Brown, because I think he's a wee bit more disciplined for a defensive role. <sighs> Um, McGregor McGregor's great energy in midfield and wide left I would have Armstrong with Christy probably coming on in the second half okay we didn't ask for your substitutes <laughs> uh, Chris or Manny from Ambot what would your midfield be and would it have Brown and uh, Brown in it probably oh, for fuck's sake oh. he's Chris I said we're picking Brown no, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's okay if, if, if we're choosing who I'd want. I wouldn't be too far away for Louis. Um, I don't know about Hendo in the middle, but I would have Armstrong and I would have I called him Hendo. <laughs> Armstrong and McGregor. I, I would certainly have. Uh, Do you think if we had? Not, it's either going to be Beaton or Brown. And I, I, that's your team. Who are you picking? Don't, don't, don't bother. Tell us who you want. I've well, I've consistently said <laughs> that we need we, we are in dire need of a, a very very good central midfielder. See if we had right, and this is obviously fantasy. This is obviously ridiculous. But see if we had Victor Wanyama, right? Yeah. Just sitting there, I think you could choose any of them. Like I think you could choose Henderson, you could choose Christie, you could choose Armstrong because he was so good at just wiping, you know, go. Going back and forth, just wiping out everybody, driving the team forward. Yep. Like if Henderson could play with McGregor in a three like that, with if Wanyama or a Wanyama. Remember we were linked with Lassa Diara when he just left Leon, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have been perfect if he was free now, and he was what thirty one, thirty two. Intelligent, knows when to make the, the tackles, knows when to close down the space. I just think we're. I don't think we're that far away from being have a good youthful experienced um, youthful and experienced team if you wanted to play with that position Louis if we had a really experienced mid central midfielder who still had you know the, the legs to get about a bit and that's obviously asking a lot because that's they're, they're not you can't pick them off trees but that's what I think it would be perfect I think Henderson's too inexperienced for that position maybe yeah. not for this game maybe not maybe this would be the game that he could play it 
Yeah, but um, I know the other thing is with Henderson. I think he's. I think he can give you quite a bit going forward. But then I like the the idea of Henderson dictating play, which you're really looking for that player to do. He's really setting the pace of everything, um, and I think Henderson could do that. But you would need to put him in and give him the experience of doing that. Um, however, but see if he can't make it into a Hibs team. Like John McGinn was the driving force of that Hibs team. John McGinn was the heartbeat. And John McGinn took Henderson's place, pretty much. Yeah. So, I'm, I think John McGinn's an incredible talent. Um, is he better than Henderson? He probably is. But what's the point of having both? You either get rid of Henderson and bring McGinn in, or you give Henderson an opportunity to we, maybe... Yeah, we, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think we, we would all agree, and we, were, we said it last season, that having, <laughs> a, as you say, a dominant, aggressive at times, but a dominant and intelligent defensive midfielder is what we need and what we've ha- we've needed since when Yama left but I mean someone I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who I would you know who I would buy if I could buy a player and I put him in there see someone like we would never get him I'm, I'm not saying that but if it was you know fantasy see somebody like actually uh, is it not Moussa Dembele at Spurs Spurs I'm, I, I think he's a top top player I really like him and I think someone like that who he's got a physical presence he can dictate play he can he can be smart when he has to be I think Nangalan Kante well, in that position would be De Rossi De Rossi would be holding his best in that position what's your what's your midfield game for um, I would love to see I would go with Henderson and McGregor but I think it will be Brown and McGregor. I think McGregor will start. I think McGregor, McGregor will be with Brown. Your two white boys. Two white boys would be Roberts and Armstrong. With Paddy's the, getting a... Paddy's getting a... With Big Tam in the hold. They, they were trolling me. They? they were trolling me. But they know. They know. They know what he possesses. Hey. Front three? They know. Front three, uh, front three from yourself. <laughs> front three, I would have Christy on the left. Griffiths through the middle. He's teasing us here. He's teasing. He's teasing us, isn't he? He's teasing us. And I, th- I think you know where this is going to go, don't oh, you? Don't you worry about that. If you, if you don't say <laughs> what everybody expects you to say, then you're just being a dick. <laughs> um, no, to be th- to be fair, I think you would you would have to play Patrick Roberts. I think the, the only I think the only real decision is whether he, you know. The thing with Patrick Roberts is if he continues to play Griffiths out wide to fit Dembele in, then it's going to be his position they will take up because you can't put him left. So he's got to it's either it's either Roberts or Griffiths if he's going to play a four three three. And I would I would like to drop Dembele in favour of Griffiths. He's in possession. That's what I would do. I, I I would agree because because solely because of what Griffiths done last season. Dembele has to play his way into the team. I mean, he's only nineteen, and I know he had uh, a lot of um, a lot of teams after him, and there's a good bit of hype about him. And hopefully, he will be the player that that, 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 that he could be, that we expect him to be. Sorry, but right now, Griffiths is a man. Forty goals last season. Dembele has to take him out of the team, not the other way around. Do you know who else there was um, sort of uh, players hype about? Mark Bottle. Sorry. That's that. great. I'm not saying oh, that Chris Hayes as well. Remember him? Oh, I'm not saying Dave Bailey's the next uh, Mark Butcher, but oh, also said this said this in the, in the pub at the weekend. But I think Dembele would be a better player to bring on. 
See if the game, if, if, if it is edgy, and we've only got one, if we're only a goal up, and, and the crowd is on, on the backs, and they are just sitting back, you know, defending for their lives. I think Dembele, being a kind of physical presence, I think he would be a better man to bring on and give you something different as opposed to Griffiths coming on later in the game. So, you know, it might not be such a, a slap in the face to Dembele, just... You know, tell him you'll get some you'll get some time late in the game. If things are going really well, bring him on. Let him try and get a, a goal at Parkhead. If we're struggling, he might be the man to bring on to change things. Kieran, I take it your one would be Griffiths. No. Oh, Griffiths not in the team. Mm. Controversial. Can he do that? Can he do that? Big Nadir. Oh no! I'm talking shit. Yeah, Griffiths, of course, Griffiths. Uh, I, t- I, I don't think Dumbelli's. I know he's only just in the door. He's not. You can't say he's not proved enough. But I don't see he's um, done enough to prove to say I want to be the striker and Griffiths out wide. We're just we're nullifying the team a little bit on the, that side. Um, when Patrick Roberts is a much better winger um, and would play better in that natural position, so I would put Griffiths back up to there. And like Louis said, Dumbelli could be a could be an impact player. Yeah. I think it's probably the, the way you'll, you'll kind of start that uh, yourself I would have two up front and it would be Dembele and Griffiths like you're saying for the impact having a more aerial threat I think it would give their defenders central and their, their uh, left back and right back a wee bit more to think about if you've got Dembele and Griffiths buzzing about the box somebody to play off of for Armstrong and Patrick Roberts because they're going to sit in. I don't see them coming out trying to play open, expansive football. If they're going to be sitting in, see when they have gives them another target. Ten minutes, because <laughs> we've just totally jumped well. They're not going to come out again. I've, I've said, I've said it to all you. I'll, I'll say it on the, the pod as well. I think if we get an early goal within the first ten minutes, right, what, what, double what? figures. I've said. Oh, at least seven. See anyone who ever puts. <coughs> you need to put a I bet on. I don't ever do this. I'm, I'm going to put, put a bet pound on, on it. Thing I don't, is, right. I don't ever do that. Get it on Instagram. Do you know what else is equally as true? See if we don't get a goal in the first twenty minutes, that place will be fucking on their backs. I'll be there doing it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I support the team all the way. But at least some of you bastards will be on their backs. <laughs> But no, that's the, that's the concern I've got. If we get an early goal, you're right. It could be a cricket score. If we don't, though, atmosphere. I mean, we beat was it Hamilton at home? Yes, the last season we beat them what eight nine one or something. And Hamilton are a better team than the Red Imps. Yeah, but Hamilton came out, did they not? Well, not came out, but Hamilton didn't sit in. The key again, though, was we scored within the first two minutes. That is that. that that's we true. But then again, the first two how, how many? T- we, we had the odd result like that. I mean, we done Dundee six one. That wonderful, world famous Dundee United six one game. Right, Ron. Uh, Do Ron Ron. No, the problem was is that was three games over the. He has two year spell. Most of the other games were absolutely shit. So the notion that these players are going to go out and stick half a dozen goals past any team is a wee bit... Yeah. Iron mentioned at the weekend that this was the first time he'd played in front of so many. I think the most he'd played in was about ten or 12,000. 12, right? So these guys from Gibraltar, they are taxi drivers, pub landlords, whatever. Ch- guys who own chippies. Oh, that's I a good shout. Suspected drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're never going to hopefully we're going to have at least 40-50 thousand at Parkhead 
they've never going to experience that. And if even if there's a a bit of atmosphere before that game, they're going to be shell shocked. I hope. Um, I don't shite it. They will. <laughs> they will. Uh, down. We have lots. Well, actually, do you know what? I'll get predictions from not not from G because we know it is sixty now. I never ever make predictions like that as well. One uh, more than them. That's all. I, I'm happy with. No, actually, what is your genuinely? Because we need to get this down. And genuinely, I think I think we will get at least seven. <laughs> I am <laughs> never ever this confident. Usually, I'm the one coming up with the outrageous <laughs> predictions. Aye, 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 coming up with the shite. I'm going. I'm going with a conservative two 0 <laughs> Uh, Can you imagine that with 10 minutes to go we're 2-0 up and they get a free kick no. or a corner right so no. in all seriousness you think it's going to be a high scoring game and you're, 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 you're 7 yes I, I'm 7 great 7 stuff. 10 7th heaven 7th heaven 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 4-0 
snidey. That is really snidey. I mean, no. Have you seen his hair? Um, Kieran prediction. I'm with four nails. We're on. Right. Um, any key players? Roderick. Patrick Roberts. Big Rodgers. And Griffiths. I think. I think Griffiths may get a hat trick. And I'll give Roberts one wee go. Oh, he's going to give him. I'll give Roberts a wee go. That's. Are we? Are we? Are we? Jenkins cut him left shot. Uh, Yourself, Christopher. At which point, Louis will go. Pish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shit. I'm getting bothered by this ticket. Uh, my, I think, you know, I think we'll probably win about four or five nil. I think, I think we will. I think, I, you know, I know we're all laughing at G, but the standard of this team are really, really poor. Really, really poor. That pitch was small, very, very tight and narrow. The weight, width of Parkhead will really, really stretch them. I think. Um, for if we get a couple, if we get a couple early goals within the, if we get two or three goals within the first twenty minutes. Um, we genuinely could hit them with a cricket score but I personally would be happy for the game to end 2-0 remember it's Celtic though when have Celtic ever I know. You every know, time I, to be honest every time we make a cut but Dyla always that's what Dyla said as well he wants to kill teams he wanted when we get two or three goals up to keep going for the fourth or fifth or sixth goal it never Dundee, happens did you see that Dundee United game 20 minutes <laughs> right uh, got some questions uh, Daniel McGowan at the DJ McGowan um, should Scott Brown get to fuck? Uh, thanks for that, DJ. I'm going to start with Kieran Harn. Um. <laughs> Can we just fuck? <laughs> um, not quite as bluntly as that, but yeah, I think he has to leave. Uh, it's about time he kind of shift. So would you would because the thing as well is he's, we can't put him into that holding role because he's he's not a great tackle. See if he was, see if he was actually a really good tackle. You know how he's obviously quite hard then. He could fill that role as being the kind of defensive, kind of dominant midfielder, but he can't really tackle very well either. Did so you see him? See him trying to be the, the sort of hard man against the the wee guy at the corner, just like what are you doing, man? You're part time guys. Uh, Louis McCaffrey. I should fuck off, and then when he gets there, fuck off in there too. Jesus, <laughs> that's double fuck off. Aye. fuck off square. There's time time to go. It's just absolute time to go, and it's not going to happen because. Rogers wouldn't have the the balls to actually drop him or sell him or do anything with him. He's gonna he will hold us back. So, Manny, same question from DJ. Yes, I think he should. <coughs> A wee bit differently on Rogers. I think Rogers would have the balls to do it, but I think he rates him for some reason. The dick. <laughs> um, you just get a look of death. And no, just, I, I genuinely think he rates him, and. I get dogs abuse off Brian, right? Uh, last week's pod, oh, you still on the Moyes bus? No, I'm never on the Moyes bus. But what I'm saying, though, is there is still a risk that that man up there has been replaced with the Northern Irish version of him. <gasps> I'm not saying it's not the case. Handsome. not saying it's the case. Rogers could go on to be fantastic, but that risk still sits there. And also, there is risk with any appointment. Yeah. I, mean, I, th- I agree with you I think there was far more risk with Rogers than there would be with Moyes for example yeah. but we're hopefully if everything clicks which I think we're all hopeful it will mm. that there'll be more entertainment there'll be a higher entertainment value without a doubt so yeah it's worth the risk <coughs> yourself should Scott Brown let me just let me just get the repeat um, Daniel McGowan uh, should Scott Brown get to fuck 
I think this should be his last season. It should be a phased. See, he always does that. He can't just go, yeah, like <laughs> any sane person. No, I think the, the effort he's yeah, given us over the last few years, he deserves one thing. What is for you being this reactionary? That's you, hot headed guy. I'm trying to go for the calm, collected, wee bit thinking ahead. Reactionary, hot headed? What are you trying to say? <laughs> see, you see that Italian blood. on Saturday night in Sweeney's, that's all I'll say. It'll be 15 now. <laughs> 10. I've been consistent. 10. Yeah, I'm still 10. there. No, um, so you'd still keep him for the season? I bet. Look, mine looked Tom Boyd in his last season when Martin O'Neill came over. Tom I just. Class. It was, but he also had a lot of influence behind the, the scenes, and I think that's why. Tom Boyd was also 34, and Tom Boyd knew that he couldn't play much longer. Tom Boyd knew he was done. Scott Brown has just turned 31. Scott Brown, I would imagine, would see himself playing for the next four or five years if he's not. He's also the captain of Scotland. If he's not going to play at Parkhead, no, I'm just so we want to play in the national team. If he's not going to play at Parkhead, he's not going to stay. Do you think? Can I ask you, everyone from a collective point of view? Do you think the tides turned on Scott Brown when it comes to the the majority of fans, or do you still? Well, think I did. Do you see how much it cost for his book? Twenty pound for his book. I think that was the last straw for quite a lot of people. Come down to get your book signed. Twenty pound, please. Get your selfie. <laughs> this guy doing a wee monologue it's like Seinfeld it's you could have just got the bus there got me sign your bus ticket and say I got it off a torrent site for the Kindle <laughs> mate cheerio well, do you think the majority in all seriousness think the majority of I fans do you think the tide's turned yet or do you still think it's everyone's there's more positive for them than negative against them I, I don't think Brown ever convinced the majority of Celtic fans uh, I think he bought himself a lot of favour with that Bruni celebration uh, at Ibrox with a goal yeah. tends to do it when you score against them um, but I think I, I, I think there's been a large section of the support that has never completely bought into him um, I'm one of them personally well me too I would say I mean you've got guys like Boud who you know it was, it was quite creepy for a while with <laughs> Brown <laughs> it's true but, even he when you know when, when Boud isn't on the, the brown train anymore that you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually mean that <laughs> um, here's a here's a light hearted question for Louis McCaffrey that also incorporates one of his major things um, Ryan Clark at Ryan um, R-Y-A-N-J-C what's your favourite beverage to quench your thirst on a scorching hot day also, what's your <laughs> also what's your hashtag new season resolutions? I shall believe that to next oh, week. Oh, eh. is that not oh, I know oh. a Louis favourite? That that's, that's a housewife favourite. That's my baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, right, what one have I go for first? The drink one. The drink one. Jesus. Uh, cold pint of Guinness. It's like a can of juice you're ready to mad amky <laughs> oh you're gasping for a drink I, I, I thought we were going to do the pint route I'm sorry alright fair enough but what's your new season's resolution uh, do you know what we'll leave that to next week right we'll, we'll bring that back on don't know why um, ok uh, here's a question Brendan uh, Rorison at Brendan Wings Brendan Wings um, it's more of a comment I'm not well at the safe standing area on Saturday, people worked out how to put the seats down and subsequently sat down for the last 20 minutes of the game. <laughs> Is this a waste of a seat in the area? Well, let's be honest, nobody wants to sit just to cheer on the team. That's brilliant. 
People think that they're like, hey, movies. They'll be down on Wednesday. Aye, they're down for the... the they'll be down, aye, but I don't uh, imagine... I don't imagine there'll be much sitting in that section. Them. The seats will be down, but they'll... I thought it was optional. You can put the seat down if yeah, you, you want. Because you you the, the bottom half... The admin section, though, if you're going to sit, I think that's... Um, and the bottom half was the point. Green Brigade who were down at the touchline now and they were brilliant the back bit was all other ones and they were all sitting so that means for the European ties they've got to sit down yeah. 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 how are they going to enforce that Go they everyone will see. Well, sit down sit walk. down no. <laughs> sit down <laughs> no, no. sit down or you're going out <laughs> It's a standing section for two and a half thousand people. They get locked. Are you going to tell two and a half thousand people? They get locked down. They get locked. You can lock them. You can lock them. Because it's a. It just completely goes away with your monologue. And if you lock them down, how do you get into your seat? How do you get on the row? Oh, Kieran. Do you notice how the seats are down in all the rest of the stadium? Well, Dortmund actually bring them in. They don't actually have it in. They have to bring it in. Okay. Is a Giri fanboy? Tweets quite a lot. Thanks to everyone who tweets. No, okay, actually, he was commenting on the poll, the poll today, poll for tonight's podcast. Do the does the lack of transfer business uh, both in and out concern you? He says no. Look at them across the city, quick buys, and all of them are old enough to be Kieran Tierney's da. Uh, let's take our time. Thoughts on that, Samani? Uh, not quite. <laughs> After this leg, I'd like. To, I mean, if if it's going to be a stanner, which we, we think it all will be, if we get past this mob. Gibraltarian guys that was me not underestimating them there um, no I think if we get through this leg we, we really need to make maybe one or two quality acquisitions because Astana seem don't put your hand up yet you're basically saying he's just going to rabble push for a couple <laughs> of minutes and then I'm going to speak uh, no I I'm, I'm, I'm a concerned not right now but I think going into that next leg it would be difficult for us if we don't See, make Grant Hanley's been sold for £10 million you know I think that, I don't think we realise how tough it is to actually negotiate deals I'm not only in that market that's that's England I mean you know I think that's what Benjamin Rogers wants that's well, we've bought Dembele but most of the players we've liked with have been in England in the championship but I, I don't know if the price of a clue because Dembele basically was well, we're signing them nobody linked us with them mm-hmm. and what they'll do is they'll troll through the English no, no, Premier League no, no, no. and go he used to play for Rodgers he'll be signing him I, no I, I, don't, I don't doubt that so I mean I, I, I'm personally sitting wait just now if two weeks down the line we've not brought anyone else in then that's when I'll start to worry what you're going to say no well, uh, we had a poll up today on the Twitter yeah. um, about this very topic so does uh, the, the poll was does the lack of transfer business both in and out concern you Did Chris not just uh, say that literally about a minute ago I was just letting him off. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to give him the, the results. <laughs> I wasn't... I'm not the bad guy. You never said Go on. Um, so, 70% um, said yes, give me players, uh, as opposed to 30% who said no, plenty of time yet. We had 169 votes, so thanks very much if you took part. Yeah. Um, but ma- overwhelming majority of people are getting anxious about it, and yeah. so, so am I to a degree, but that's, uh, that's why I, I put in there both in and out. R- right now, what would make me happier this week is to see players leaving, um, because I still think we have a lot of players to ship out. Now, I know that's difficult. It's 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 
harder than buying a player is to you know if you've got a player sitting there willing to take take a wage and you've tried, got to try and get him off your wage bill and, and he's still got a contract it must be difficult but I think we've got probably about still about eight players that we should really be looking to get rid of and we need to start getting things moving with them yeah, um, because, because you're going to struggle to bring players in unless you get those players out because you're taking a risk you sign four players right now thinking right then I'll need to sell the next, another eight what if you can't sell them then you've got far too many players to put, play on, wages on the same on the same footing if you get rid of five players and you can't bring anyone in just because the deals don't work out then you're thinning your squad true but then there's there's so there's there obvious the players there that need to go. Yeah. Ob- I agree, I agree you can be pragmatic. We could probably all be pragmatic with, with maybe Johansson, Beaton, Brown. They wouldn't be ones that you would say is absolutely essential that we get rid of. But I would say that there was other ones that is essential. Bailey's broken Some, Someone see someone like Bailey. Forrest. Bailey. Someone like Forrest who is his contracts running out in, in six months. You need to get him out the door, like, now. He, he should be gone. He shouldn't probably even be here at this point. And I, I think we need... To, you, someone, the comparison was made with, with the team across the city. Fair enough, a lot of the signings that they've made... I, I don't think there's any of their signings that we would want at Celtic. I'm not saying that. Some of their signings smack of just short-termism. It's, it's laughable. But... They've identified those players, they've went out and they've got them in and they've got them in early. We should have been doing that. We should have got players in earlier so that they are in and bedded in for this this qualifying campaign. Because I think if you sign, even if we sign a player end of this week, they're not going to be ready for Astana. Is Astana next week? No. No, I don't. Is it a week, a week's break and then we play Astana twice? I think so, yeah. so one week of a break. I, I, I'm disappointed I, I thought we would have had more business done both in and out at this point it's wor- it worries me I've just I've got to really disagree with you there I think it's a smart piece of business that Thistle have done getting Ziggy Gordon in he's always impressed me whenever he's played uh, for Hampton Lackeys I'm done team across the city across the city that was oh, good. In terms of the poll, uh, we've got some comments. Uh, I mentioned Desiree Fanboy, Paul Moody, for the reason. I'm sure Pedro will conduct his business at the last minute as usual. Three panic buys at half ten on windy close night. And I'll be down there to cheer them on. Uh, Mark Amura, I love. I just love that that name. Um, it will depend on how we progress in Europe, as well how we sell. Who we sell. Uh, Paul Andrew Martin, I want a few straight into the first teamers in time for the Astana game which Louis thingies this is a very dicey tie for Celtic in Kazakhstan well we'll need to get by this the old Lord of the Rings team um, Ewan MCF at Weijian the lack of forward planning seems pretty poor same <coughs> as when Virgil van Dijk was going we all knew in advance we did nothing hashtag same old tick interesting uh, still got some more call, uh, questions let me get to them Okay, so Stephen Hughes, uh, evening gents, he's always polite. Very polite, that's one thing you can say for him. Good man, good man. Good man. Um, Why have we not moved for another centre-back yet? Based on the last two games, surely that's the number one requirement we need to bring in. What are your thoughts, Chris? Would that be your number one requirement to bring in a centre-half? No, a central midfielder. 
What about yourself? <laughs> Uh, I fucking killed it. Yeah, tell us why. Why would you not? I mean, um, well, one, we've got Hozo coming back, uh, and two, I think a lot of our problems in terms of exposing our defence is uh, because the midfield are so shit. We've got hundreds of midfielders and they're crap. So I, I think we, you know, our marquee signing should be somebody who can dominate the centre of the park. After that, then absolutely, it's a centre half. But I think so much of our defensive woes come from the lack of cover in front of them. And I think that's the key point. The central midfield will never replace Winyama. If we can get somebody, I mean... I said that earlier. Uh, I've said it before. In fact, we've all said it. Don't try and claim it. <laughs> Sorry. If we get somebody in there, I think that's key to... I'm going I'm going to say what you said earlier, but we've all said it before as well. I think that could transform the team. I think there's a lot of players who aren't functioning very well just now who could potentially come onto a game if we had somebody in there that was strong. Kieran Haran, same question. Um, would would centre-half be a key position to fill for you? And also, here's a <coughs> caveat just for you personally. Would uh, bringing in Colo Turi just be bringing in another FA? Aye. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring in Turi. Um I think the, there's not really point buying a big defender when we've got Ozo coming back. We need to get him fit. But the worry with Ozo is how long are we going to keep him fit? He was in and out of the team an awful lot last year and we never really got to see what he can actually do. What's he coming back he, to as well? That as well. Um, we're not convinced of O'Connell. Ayer, very, very young, very, very raw. So, I mean, it could take time. But he technically is a midfielder, but I don't think Rodgers is maybe trying to mould him into a defender or yeah. play both. That's what Ronnie um, said. Ronnie says his best position was. But then, mm-hmm. if if he if he's kind of more uh, given more development as a defender, that could give him that kind of whole commanding, tough tackling, which he could then maybe go into that to take a step forward and be that kind of controlling midfielder who does kind of mop up all the all, all, all the kind of attacks coming towards us, takes the ball, protects the defence, and passes it on the midfield. He's not really got the physique to be like Wanyama. He's very very tall and quite kind of lanky, so. You're kind of looking, well, he's not going to be really strong, but, I mean, he could be developed and kind of build up on that. Um, so, I don't, th- I don't think it's a worry to go, it's a worry right this minute because we just don't have the defenders, but... When, it, when everyone's back fit. I, I mean, you think Ozo, I mean, Ozo will probably get pushed through very quickly. I would I would not be surprised if Ozo plays the ass at the starting game. I think he might actually push it. Now he's back in Glasgow, he's might be fit, it's just now getting him up to... Kind of fitness to play a game. He said on on his Twitter, if we're assuming that it is real, um, he said that he wasn't going to be with the team for two weeks. So maybe the third leg to the playoff time. Maybe it's the, the, the. But then he's got then he's got to come into training and get him match fit. I, I can't see him coming back anytime soon. I I think a centre a back. I, I think you've got to go and buy one. I've got quite, I've got more questions. Oh, else we could what for the next Astana game? We just say, let's go, look, we're going to have to play you in there. You've got the experience, you've played centre half a few times, so you know what's expected of you in So just to get through the Astana game, get you in there. Do you know what he would say that? He'd look, he'd look Rogers, and he'd go, he'd wink and he'd go, me bother. Because the only thing is, if when it come, if we get through and come to Astana, you're going to have to play either Effie, O'Connell or Ayer against a decent team. The Astana, what we've seen over the weekend, Astana are the ones that were undefeated against like yeah. Galatasaray, Atletico and they somebody were un- else they were unde- last they were, year. They were undefeated at home um, but they conceded two or three in every game. Now they, they scored four 
in a, in a couple of games. But they are, they do concede. So, but they score more than they concede times. So yeah, but that's, that's no. But if we're, away, if, if we're away first, they don't do well away from home. So if we're away first and we lose three two, and then we bring them back to Parkhead, setting us up nicely. That's two away goals. I was going two goals, but after. <laughs> The, earlier today after Louis had said that Jozo was on his way back to Glasgow I'd clicked on a, a link and it, it took us to a, a report that John Kennedy had said and he was talking about Jozo and somebody we're all forgetting Dedrick Boyata and it <laughs> I totally forgot this, <laughs> holy shit the scary thing I is the scary thing is Boyata should be ready before Jozo is so that, hi, so that's Right there. Am I right, Chris? Is that ridiculous? Well, he got a goal against Carabag. Was it Carabag we played last yeah, season? Right, yeah. The, the only goal that it's I. Eh? Eh? It's one of Mars. He'll come in at the Astana game and he'll get the away goal in Astana. Right. He'll put us through. Uh, Daryl Hay at hdarry167. We are in desperate need to sell, to sell or let players go, as Louis alluded to. Need to see more out the door before we splash the cash. Stuart Hamilton, we really need to sort out our defence. That's what we're talking about. How Wolfsburg did score in the second half, I've no idea. Stuart offers. Um, bring back Denier? Question marks. Looks like he's going to be released by Man City. I had a wee look on transfermarket.com to see a bit about Denier. He's worth about 3.4 million euros, according to that. But he did impress when he went out, when he went to Turkey and he was on the bench quite a lot. I think and we all seen him in that game for Belgium during oh, shocking. Wales. I think he impressed more here because he had... Which means we've got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> he impressed more here because he had the, the more steady, confident defender, Van Dijk, beside him, who just meant that Van Dijk could take the ball out he would distribute it whereas Denier was mostly there for the defensive cover yeah. hopefully you would think Sviatchenko would be ideal for that with him but we'll wait and see so wait a minute he's not in Turkey anymore he's back in Man City and Man City apparently would you be going back to Turkey right now Man City have the money was right <laughs> Man City have made it clear that there's going to be a lot of players leaving and a lot of people it's not been confirmed yet but I think he's going to be available well uh, there was also that report that Guardiola said he wants him in his first team squad does he want to tell him personally that he's always <laughs> <laughs> just okay. uh, Scott Booth at Scott Booth 7 who has honestly the greatest um, uh, profile picture of all time what is the best role in the team for McGregor and Armstrong particularly if we play a 4-3-3 um, i.e. number 10 role you said McGregor's your voice no McGregor's no. McGregor and Armstrong in a, a 4 3 McGregor and Armstrong your two sort of wide players with yeah with one behind one sitting, sitting. Would you sort of add I, that? I think McGregor um, I, I think McGregor is the best box to box midfielder that we have right now um, I think McGregor with a wee bit more development could have more to his game than any other midfielder that we've got because he can get up and down the pitch, his energy is fantastic. Um, he doesn't dwell on the ball. As soon as he gets it, he tries to go forward, which I love. And there's not many of our players that can do that. He's technically good. He's good in tight areas. He, he usually always manages to keep the ball. He, 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 sometimes it looks as if, a bit like kind of Roger can do as well. But it, it looks as if he's held on to the ball maybe too much. Like he's getting closed down too quick. And, and you think oh, he should have got the pass away and then he manages to, to flick it on to someone um, but I think he can he can do a job 
breaking very quick. I mean, you, you, managers talk about transitions between defence and attack and all that. I think he's your best player for doing that. He can he can break away at pace um, and he can create something. Whereas other midfielders that we've got, I don't think can give you that as much. I think I would like the reason why. I mean, I put Armstrong into my team before I did Rogic, just because I think. Armstrong, from what I've heard at the weekend, was good and he looks to have done quite well in pre-season. And, but I think Armstrong kind of, he can kind of do both jobs. He can, he can do the defensive side, but he can do the attacking side. I just don't think that he does either of them as well as what McGregor does. But, but it, maybe with a more consistent run in the, in the middle, we could see more from him. But for me, McGregor he has to be one of the first players on, on the team sheet Scott, Scott can you somebody else I've forgotten about a little GMS he's part of the squad nah I don't even <laughs> forgot about him he's on his way out I think he's chipped uh, Scott goes on to say personally I would like to see Armstrong play box to box and would be intrigued about McGregor sitting deepest in the three that's Scott's thoughts fair enough um, fair enough <laughs> fair, fair enough you're wrong but fair enough what did you say no worries no worries uh, we also um, thanks Scott uh, Tomo at Jock Tamsin at 89 couple of comments much better performance on Saturday high tempo great passing and pressing can Brendan Rodgers work with this group of players and get best out of the team or does he need to move a lot on and bring in five or six new faces centre half and defensive midfielder surely high up on the wish list what are your thoughts on that in terms of um, maybe Ronnie didn't do as much of a squad overhaul of Lennon's squad, do you think Rogers should, within within this season, taking into consideration this summer and January, by the end of the season, would you like to see most of those players gone? Yes. Anyone else comments on that? I, 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 to be honest, I, I, I agree with you. I'd like to see most of them gone. No, I think there's still a nucleus. I think there's a nucleus of good young talent that if a, a, a coach. <coughs> A good coach like Rogers hopefully will be. I think he could. He's he'd be a good man to develop those young I'm players. Of, I'm just sick of some of these players. I, th- I think no, the, yeah. I, but I think the 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 issue is with the more experienced older players, not necessarily the younger players. Yeah, I mean, you, you, if I if I was to get to get rid of them, well, you, you know the old, the the same names. It's the same names that we always say. But, but I'm not. But, I, I just want to make the point that you, you're making a good point, and I agree with you. The point is. Brown and Bitton were Lennon players. Brown and Bitton were Lennon players, and they've survived. They've they've seen one manager pretty much mm-hmm. go, and they're here. They're sticking their heat. They'll probably stick their heels in again. We need to get rid of them. We need to get rid of Commons. Mulgrew, hopefully, hopefully he's away and he's not coming back. The quicker he gets rid of those four specific players now. Um, and Bitton is in there now, but maybe Bitton this time last year or this time last sort of Christmas time we were raving about Bitton because he was playing well, but all of a sudden he seems to have became I don't know, he just his attitude's an all time low in terms of what he, his interest in being there. There's a lot of players who are Lennon players still who I think we need to get rid of. That's just my yep. thoughts. Totally agree. Um JP JB, James and Jules. Is it time to forget about possible signings and concentrate on definite playoffs to allow change to take place? Who'd be first? Well, concentrate on the playoffs. Don't worry about I signing don't anybody now. Just, just use the squad we've got to get to the, to the well, playoffs. Well, that, that's what the 
the the Wolf. Remember him when Dyla was a manager. Christian Wolf was a guy uh, who came on the podcast. Mind him, and uh, yeah, his his thing his thing that he always said was he thinks that you should keep for the qualifiers. You should I think be you should keep uh, the qualifiers. You should be playing the the team. <laughs> You should be playing the team that ended the previous season. That you shouldn't be putting in new players into that um, at such a kind of difficult time, um, which I understand. In 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 theory, I kind of get what he's saying. But at the same time, if if you're signing, I think the issue with Celtic in recent years is that we've not signed a lot of players with them going straight into the first eleven. We've signed so many players that have been projects players that we can develop and then sell on in the future how many times recently have we really signed a player to, to go f- into the first to 11 the first mm. that's what we need to do at this point get rid of the, the dross keep the ones that have got the potential but you need to start putting in players who are going to take us to the next level we're running out of time lads I just want to get the final couple of questions uh, Callum McCullough I learned his name and also from his profile picture he looks like Mario Goza. so there you go uh, if we fail to beat the imps, that's a compliment, by the way. Mm. If we if we fail to beat the imps, what do you think the repercussions would be? Also, what do you make of Robert's exclusion? Start with you with Robert's exclusion, but baffling, baffling, baffling. Uh, I was baffled. What would you say the repercussions will be? If we... No, <laughs> the repercussions will be. Uh, it will completely wipe out any goodwill he's got. It won't be sacked. That 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 much is true. But, but prior to the first leg, I mean, the the wave of optimism that you know everyone was riding on, the season ticket sales, turning up at Parkhead to announce them, and you know, use were there, you know, the crowd, the feel good factor around the club was at an all time high. If he loses on Wednesday, if we go put out against the Imps, it's gone. It's wiped out. There's, he's got a long way to come back he'd need to prove how good a manager he is whereas now there's a lot of people just assuming that he's a great manager yeah. I think I think it would be very difficult in terms of atmosphere at Celtic Park I think it would take months and months to get that level of atmosphere that you know that we would be hope, we've been hoping for that we, we you know when you turned up that day that you know the signing you know the, the, the euphoria about the club was great I think if we get put out and we'd no European football at all, it'd take months to get there. One, one thing to say quickly, see Rogers Rogers has to make this work for his own career. See if he doesn't make this job work and because he's taking this thinking uh, like like Dyla did in many respects, Celtic is a massive club, I can take them to the next level and if I could get them there we, I, my team could be on a par with a lot of others that I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily get the job with. But if he can't make it work and he fails at Celtic, his career prospects plummet. Yeah. Like he's back in the championship. Yeah, I, I just want to ask quickly ask Kieran, Kieran, um, Europa League. Would you? And obviously, if we go out against them, we're out. But Europa League, would you be happy with Europa League group stages? Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's shown with previous managers, maybe not so much Dyla, but with Lennon Strachan, their first season was a Europa League campaign, and that settled them in quite well, because then I helped them for the next season get into the Champions League. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you're starting with the kind of 
lower end, not the lower end, but you know, the kind of European campaign where we're more realistic to get some results, and it kind of he then then built their team so that when it came to the following season, they had a good kind of like let's say I mean, nucleus of of a, a squad so that they could attack Champions League and do well in the Champions League. So maybe it would be better doing Europa League first, but we'd have to get to the playoff. So we've yeah. got two we've got two rounds to get past to get to the playoff. No, if we, if we, get, if we go out in the next round, we have we can go into the Europa League qualifiers. Whereas if we get knocked out in the playoff, we go right into the group stages. So, oh, right, okay, um, right, okay we're, we're, we're at time. I'm going to leave the final thought on Murray Boy, uh, 88, Brian Murray, long-term listener. Uh, play the youngsters with hunger, skill and pace. Stale, rigid, slow, lethargic players, we all know who you are, need to leave. Out. Well said. Well said. Spot on. Spot on. Uh, Kieran Harran, the freight train. Pleasure, as always. Uh, certainly, as always. Good to be back. Uh, Housewife's favourite? Great to be back. Loved it. Great to be back. Loved it. So Manbot, so Manorino, the so Manmeister General, so Mannington Steel. Great to be back since last week. Harji, enjoy your holiday. Thank you very much. Where are you going? Uh, Barcelona. When are you going there? Next week. Great stuff, enjoy it. Gratis. When exactly? <laughs> I'll tell you my flat number as well. No, 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 <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I'm not going to wave you off or anything. Next Tuesday, I think we're leaving. Yeah, this could be done up here. Uh, <laughs> No, at 90 Minute Cynic is the Twitter handle. Um, all of our ma- we're mainly tweet. So um, if you hit us at 90 Minute Cynic, you will see all the updates for the the links to the website and the, also the links to our Facebook, facebook.com slash 90 Minute Cynic. We're also on Spreaker, speaker.com slash the 90 Minute Cynic. We're part of the Hail Hail Media um, network. Um, you can check them out at, at Hail Hail Media. Um, yeah, just get involved. If you want to tweet us, we record every Monday night and the <coughs> podcast is available sometimes on the Monday night, sometimes on the Tuesday morning. So always keep keep looking at our Twitter and we'll, we'll update there. Um, I've been Chris Gallagher and we'll speak to you down the road. Leave your lungs hurt Tuck in my shirt and pants I wear so well Cross your T's Shirt smell worse than your lying Caught my dad crying Loose like the wind From the rough we get far Sweet city woman Waiting to spar well, I'm drowning for your thirst Yeah. Uh-huh.